0: What's going on, guys? You're listening to the You Can Miss Me with That podcast. My name is Luther O'Keyo, and it's time for a little spring cleaning. What I mean by that is that it's time to kind of go back over a couple stories that I've actually talked about in season two, especially right now because I think we're really reaching the conclusion or a big major event in those stories. For those of you that can kind of guess, I'm talking a little bit of Kaepernick, I'm going to talk a little bit of Justice Millette, especially with what just happened a couple days ago. So I'm still shocked about that. I don't even understand what's going on with that. So I'm still kind of trying to figure that out, but it's, it's a major turn. And also I got some viewer um, or viewer listener um, mail, a question and also a little story from a listener. And it just kind of turned out that I had kind of the same exact um, situation happen to me yesterday. uh, Just talking to an old friend from high school, so we're just gonna take them down one by one. This is probably gonna be a short podcast. I got a lot of stuff going on. I know y'all don't care, but I can't. I still got to give you guys at least a nice little pod to listen to. Uh, so I think the first thing, you no, know let's just get, uh, let's just get started. The first thing we should really, at least, I want to talk to you guys about is Colin Kaepernick. I think at the start, either at the end of last week or at the start of this week. I think, no, it was definitely the end of last week. Colin, it was like reported by the Washington Post that Colin Kaepernick only only received about $10 million. That's for both him and Eric Reed. So I remember when the story first initially closed and I did the story on it. It was like reported he was getting like 60 something million dollars from the league. You know, those like the leaked estimates. So for I sat back on it a little bit because I wanted to see what the people's reaction to it was. And to my surprise and shock, I thought, you know, a place like Fox News or some place like that would have hopped all over it. But it wasn't really covered that much at all. Maybe for a day or two, even by sports talk shows. I mean, I have some theories going on in my head about it because it could be like something that happened with Brady where Brady just didn't have the money or just didn't want to do it anymore. Or it could have been like a compromise, like, hey, um, we'll give you the opportunity to play in the league again, but this is all the money we're giving you. Or he could probably had more money if he never played in the league. But knowing well, everything I've heard from Colin Kaepernick and about him is that he wanted to play in the league again. But I mean, you saw Ryan Tannehill get traded and then there's nobody on the Dolphins. And then they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it feels like Fitzpatrick has played for like half the teams in the league. I mean, I respect him. Keep getting that bag. But, I mean, I guess you can say uh, Colin Kaepernick's better than him. But, man, it's getting on three years since he actually played football in a professional game. And then, you know, the last time we heard about him even playing professional football was that they wanted him in the AAF. And he would have instantly made that league. So, we don't need to go back. But just kind of thinking about it. I saw, like, the lack of coverage on it to me. I think the main place I saw people kind of talking about it was... um, FS1 show, speak for yourself with Jason Whitlock and um, Marcellus Wiley. Those are the only ones I I I kind of remember in my mind them talking about it. Especially from a place like the Washington Post, I don't know where which way the Washington Post leans, but especially having a big place like that reported and I read the story and it said person like it was sourced by a person who has inner workings of the NFL owners and they even talked like man, it's been a year and nobody really talks about it anymore, except for when the case was settled and then they were talking lump sum. To me, it's still kind of crazy that, like there's no, there's like another report, like the num- the true numbers weren't leaked or anything like that. Cause I don't know if these are true or not. Just the Washington Post reported them. So you would think now that the numbers are leaked that somebody would be trying to jockey to get the advantage right between the NFL and them. Obviously the NFL has completely moved on, uh, they're dealing with this PI in the Saints NFC Championship game, which I think they're being too kind of harsh about. But that's a whole other story. That's too reactionary, and I think it's going to cause problems next football season by making pass interference reviewable and all that. But that's that's a whole other story. But just sitting about, just like you know, sitting there and thinking about it, I I'm, I'm sitting here wondering, um, what what now? I, at this point, it, it's. I don't think he's gonna play in the league again. He's been out the game too long. He's still too controversial. And now NFL owners are like, their, their literal excuse can be, he's been out the game too long. I've even heard stories about uh, people saying that they don't even know if Colin Kaepernick likes the game anymore. So, but my thing is why subject him to go to the AAF where you know he's gonna bring that league so much money, even though they're in danger of folding because they weren't able to secure um, a deal with the NFLPA to have young players coming in and out of their league, which kind, of, which really sucks, mind you. I think I've only watched the first week, but it's it's a good place to to uh, breed talent. See those guys who either fell out the NFL or looking for another ad- avenue to the NFL to get another chance. But it's just what now? Does he just? I guess he'll just continue his uh, work as an activist. But it's it's over NFL wise, right? I thought people would have really hopped all over that. And I want to hear what you guys think, especially now that I mean, you've heard this thing. I think this is the literal end of the story. You guys know, you guys know the phone number. For those of you that don't know, it's 805-5326. Actually, no, it's 805-539-2698. You think with me saying the, the number all the time, you think I'd get it. But you guys can text or call the podcast and let me know what your thoughts are on all this. Especially now, we're really getting to the point where it's, it's like, bothersome to even talk about the story. So, I think the only really big thing now is if he does get signed. And then that game, at least whatever first game that he plays, will probably be one of the biggest, like, most watched television, like, like televised games in a while because it's going to be hate-watched and watched because obviously going to be people who are pulling for him to play well and then they're going to be obviously people who would only want to watch to see him fail so it's going to be really interesting to see what happens next if he gets signed or he just kind of fades off into the sunset now i always thought why didn't he just go to canada and play there they would have loved to take him and he would have brought instant star power there but you know it's the nfl It's, it's the number one league in the world and he's already proven that he can play exceptionally well there i mean he went to the super bowl whether you believe it or not he ran all over the packers he was literally we're talking inches away from winning a super bowl which what i thought was a pass interference call against the ravens that was the super bowl in new orleans where half the stadium like blacked out against joe flacco who's now a denver bronco i mean it's crazy just kind of think about that you know and how little coverage it got Especially with how polarizing the whole story was. But I just kind of want to give you guys like my little quick updates on that. What I thought about that. The second thing obviously is Jussie Smollett. How do you straight smooth your way out of 16 felony charges? 16 felonies. So even to give you guys a quick uh, like recap. So obviously people remember I think it was like late late mid to late february when justice smollett he got reported that he was attacked by two dudes homophobic slurs they poured like chemical which turned out to be bleach he had like a noose around his neck right and justice smollett is a black gay man and also he's part of the show um, empire which is like ghetto power for those of you who, who have stars and watch power and um, it was one of those things where you saw it and everybody like like big people like Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, they all rushed to condemn the act, and it's it's one of those things now that it's a shame that we have to be this way, right? But it's one of those things where even I was like, let me back up, you know, because it was like, yo, that's crazy that that happened, you know. And and he said that people were yelling like, make a grant, make America great. They were married. It was one of those like you got to just kind of see all the facts play out, you know, because it's 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 such a crazy story. And of course, that galvanized everybody, like, you know, like I told you before, the two actually presidential candidates now to his like defense to give him support. Even Fox comes out and supports him and then and then eventually comes out that he was lying, which fun fact, for those of you that uh, don't know, Chicago has one of the most extensive and intricate um, was it surveillance systems in the in the country you know so and then with it with this being such high profile of course the cops the police definitely brought their a-game to this case because this because this it speaks bad on the city too and you know smollett does the um good morning America interview where um like you know he he if you watch that uh interview you believed him how how well he like it sounds about how well he cried how believable he sounded like you believed it I even my, one of my uh, favorite podcasts, um, the Jalen Jacoby Show. They're like, "Yo, you don't go on um, Good Morning America and and lie to Robin Roberts' face," which which is technically what kind of happened, is that he lied like that. So then, of course, the, the it comes out they find the two men who attacked him. Turns out they were uh, first of all these Jack Nigerian dudes and. They uh, they actually won. I think one or both may have been on the show Power as Ex- uh, power on the show Empire as extras. And then they confessed and said that Jesse uh, or- orchestrated the whole thing. Then he was arrested. He was charged, and the whole time he's maintaining his innocence. There was even a story where he had proof to refute the claim. So my thing, and then you saw him get charged with those sixteen felony counts. And then what was it? Yesterday? Like yesterday? It was. It was over like all the charges were dropped 16 felonies this is going to sound real bad i've only really It feels like that would, that would only happen in a movie or to like a prominent white dude it's the kind of thing where it doesn't make any sense like all the circumstances around the case does it just does not make any sense at all what happened like what happened at all also i'm playing fifa because if i if i really try to wrap my head around this again this just trying to read as much as I can into it yesterday got me so extremely, like, confused. I ended up getting a headache. So I'm playing FIFA to just kind of keep keep me kind of focused, if that makes any sense, even though I'm technically playing a video game. But I've seen many theories, like, kind of, like, floating, you know, about the case. We even talked about it at work. And it was one of those things, like, there's, I think to me, it's kind of like three things. Either he was telling the truth from the very beginning, he was telling the truth, which even now it just seems kind of preposterous based on what we know, right? Based on how even the the um the the police acted toward him, how they treated him after the public press conference, right? And just seeing how they they totally they were angry because it's also, like I said, it's so high profile. It's also like an attack against the city you know you just had to definitely be on your p's and q's it's one of those things now especially when you hear a story like this like oh god i hope he's not lying and then to me i was angry because it made no sense to lie you end up hurting the people you're trying to advocate for like why lie for the attention like stories where it was he wanted more money from empire or he was worried that he was being written off the show I mean, I have never watched a single second of empire except for what is in the, um, trailers and stuff. So I have never like, I just didn't get it. I just didn't get it at all. Why lie like that? It just makes no sense. It's selfish. It's, it's just, it's, it's a special kind of like, I think it takes a special kind of person to lie like that. The other theory, besides him telling the truth, the second theory was like, um, I can't remember what it's called. They always talk about it in, in Law and Order all the time. Like the chain of custody with evidence. Somebody messed up really bad. Like at one point in the investigation and it compromised everything. So whether it was tainted evidence or prosec- uh, like prosecutorial, prosecutorial misconduct. I'm going to say it's slow. I'm not editing any of this, by the way. So... It was just like, yo, I don't I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And then the third one, which is actually really curious because it was actually mentioned on I think almost every publication I read it on was that um, one of Michelle Obama's former chiefs, chiefs of staffs contacted the um, district attorney or the prosecutor in the case and saying that um, Smollett's family was concerned. Like, I did not even know uh, Jesse Smollett comes from money. Like, so it was just like one of those like, You're concerned? What the hell does that mean, right? So that's what I was thinking. And all of a sudden, two days later, the the, the, the DA recuses herself. So it already looks so like fishy, so like, ugh, right? You just, it just feels so dirty. And then all these stories come out about how corrupt Chicago is and, and historically was with the mob and all that from Al Capone coming all the way down to today. The last story I read was Chicago. The city of Chicago is suing, or or wants Jesse Smollett to pay $130,000 for the cost of the investigation. So I'm sitting here reading the stuff and it just sounds like Chicago is being as petty as it can be. They want that $130,000 in seven days. And they want it in either a cashier's check or a money order. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny to me, but it's funny. And they want to pay to the city of Chicago. And I watched that little press conference. I can't say little, but I watched the press conference that the mayor and the police chief had with. They were hot. They were pissed. And then I know the cops found out the same time everybody else did. So everybody's sitting there chilling. Oh, the the case is going to solve itself. They got all this stuff. It's like when you watch an episode of uh, Law & Order SVU. And then Benson and all them bring all the evidence to Barka. And then for some reason, they're just told, oh, we can't prosecute. It just doesn't make sense. And I haven't seen this kind of outrage probably since, um, like, it's kind of outrage that you'd get if a officer was involved in a very kind of weird or... Su- like crazy situation like a shooting or something like that like all the shootings that we had two years ago and the cop gets left gets let off and then people are pissed so this is the kind of thing like trump's tweeted saying the fbi and the department of justice going to look into the investigation you already have the kind of rumblings about chicago's corruptness so it's just all this i mean how do you explain the fact that a former chief of staff of the former first lady of the United States, maybe she's just working for the Smollett family now. But she calls the the attorney, the district attorney. She says the family's concerning put concern in quotation marks. And then two days later, she recuses herself. So my money is straight up on like prosec- prosecutorial misconduct. Like somebody messed up somewhere, either handling evidence or doing what they're supposed to do by the letter of the law which you're definitely supposed to do with how high profile this is even with all the twists and turns so somebody messed up and he messes up the whole chain of custody so it's it's just ooh, it's crazy and dudes are everywhere and that led actually led to um a conversation i had yes yesterday with a friend of mine where he posted something on Facebook that said the real racism in 2019 where Jesse Smollett can get off on his 16 felony accounts, which I agree with him. is completely wrong. It doesn't make any sense. What? Why would they change their mind unless there's new evidence or somebody messed up hard somewhere or Jesse Smollett has the money to bribe his way out? But he doesn't have that much money. It's not like he's Benson. We even floored the idea at work that somebody paid for him like fox i'm like that doesn't make any sense because it's fox it maybe nbc or cbs i don't know how liberal those places are but it's fox you know so it doesn't make any sense that they would do it unless jesse's just such is just that big like character in the show like he's just that big part of the show that they couldn't replace him like that so it's just it's just like wow you know but even now i think his career is ruined I know there are actors out there celebrating and stuff, but are you really gonna? Are you really just gonna put him on a show again? I guess maybe. And if he's that good of an actor, maybe. But it just seems really hard to bounce back from this, right? I can't be the only one. But when my boy posted that meme of Jesse Smollett getting off his 16 felony, then he compared it to Roseanne Barb, what she did which actually, I mean, she was, she was just making really offensive jokes about people and comparing them to animals or something like and promoting debunked uh, far-right conspiracy theories, if I say so correctly, and I actually watched her uh, Joe Rogan podcast episode, which she actually was having problems with Cialis and things like that, which um, have been noted to have very weird side effects. I'm saying Cialis. I think Oh my gosh, it's not Cialis, because that would be weird if she was taking Cialis. <laughs> Either way, it's... it's. Oh yeah, she... The drug that she was taking was Ambien, and she blamed those pills, which are actually sleeping pills, toward um, her. Like, those were part of the problem for her racist tweets and things like that. But then the Ambien makers came out and, like, clapped back and said, yo, racism is not a known side effect of Ambien. So, I know uh at on the podcast and after Joe Rogan kind of took her side a little bit because he has he has given different um instances of people taking and how it has affected them um whether how they act and things like that and and that's Joe Rogan if that's what his friends are telling that's what his friends are telling him and also I think um with Roseanne Barr being a comedian and how um big she's known to the game and how he's known her for a long time of course he's going to kind of lean her way look I don't know enough about Roseanne Barr to make an opinion either way but I know those tweets are out there you know I know that she promoted those racist tweets those debunked right-wing conspiracy theories so I mean you can't keep doing that especially with her past so it's kind of like all this stuff's piling on and that's why she ended up losing her show but we had a we had a huge argument i guess you can call an argument maybe this i think discussion is probably the best way to do it to talk about um he told me that racism was on life support until obama brought it back and i looked at him like you have got to be kidding me how can you be that ignorant and my my boy's white and i told him this like i don't know how it how it feels to be white so, you don't know how it feels to be black. But for you to say that racism was all but gone, you're lying. Because if that was true, the KKK wouldn't be around. Neo Nazi groups would be around. Black separatist groups, violent Antifa would be around. You know? It wouldn't be around. He then, he then, uh, we had this argument like, bro, when we were in high school, there were. Parts um, when, I, when I lived in Camarillo, There are parts of Somis, California. And parts of Simi Valley. That I could not walk through. That was me in high school. I mean sure. it's it, We're talking over 8 years ago. But that's me in high school. There's still some places now in Simi Valley. That if I drive through. If I walk through. It's different. It's different that. Uh, when I decide to go out. I have to decide on what clothing I want. Like, especially if I'm going out at night. I don't wear hoodies. Or if it is I'm wearing a hoodie. I'm going to, like McDonald's. Or something like that. Like. Those kind of stuff. So you just avoid problems and you don't want anything. I mean, I still do that now when I walk down the street and some lady grabs her purse cause she thinks I'm gonna steal it. And I'm literally walking to my job in professional attire. And that's, those are the little things. I mean, hell I could just, I could have shown them all the different times people got the cops calling them for doing basic things. Barbecue Becky, like permit Patty. Hell I, I could keep going down the list. And he came at me because i named neo-Nazi groups and the KKK first, and I said, man, I could keep going. So after that, he, which is one of those things like I wanted to understand what he was trying to say. I think he was just being willfully ignorant. He didn't see how those people treated Obama after that. Was Obama the perfect president? No. Hell, watching the Vice documentary and looking into a lot of what Obama has done, watching the secret history of the United States, on uh, it's this huge, big part uh, documentary series on Netflix. Go watch it. I beg because it it, re- it reveals a lot of stuff, like how Jimmy Carter struggled to get um, the hostages out of out of uh, Iran in the in the, I believe the seventies. Like all all these different things, they ex- they also went into Obama's pred- presidency and exposed some of the things that he did wrong, which I was shocked to learn about and it's one of those things i didn't you know it's it's it's, you just gotta know so obama wasn't perfect president but let's not pretend like it always seemed like first of all the fact that people were really worried that i was worried that when remember when he got inaugurated the first time then he gets out of the car mom i'm literally sitting there watching it scared i'm like yo they're gonna kill him the minute he walks out that car to all the crap that he had to go through with Trump bringing up his birth certificate, to people thinking he was Arab because of his middle name. So if his name was Barack Johnson Obama, people wouldn't have cared, you know. And he wasn't like um, they actually. If you watch the Vice documentary, they bring it up that Obama was he's he's from money. He he's the way he presents himself. He's not like he, he didn't. Maybe this sounds like he didn't seem like black black you know actually aries spears had a had a really funny joke when um obama was first elected he was like yo it's crazy we got obama like and he's just the perfect shade of black like if he was bernie Mac black they weren't gonna they weren't gonna elect him he just he was black enough to make white people feel comfortable and it's funny but there's also i think there's also like a little bit of truth in there but to sit there and say, you are so, like, racism is gone. Then he shows me the one uh, Fox News video that has this guy, this black dude wearing a MAGA hat and saying, racism was on life before. He says the exact same thing that my boy said. And I sat there and I was like, "Do you is this the only place you went to? I mean, man, in high school, when we did term papers, we had to at least list three different sources. I'm like, bring me different sources, not from the same one. Bring me three conflicting. Like if you brought me something from Fox News, CNN and MSNBC or Fox News, Breitbart. I don't know. The Washington Post, the New York Times. Bring me multiple sources that support that because I have something that clearly shows it on the other hand. Why do we have a guy like Dylan Rolfe go into a black church and shoot it up because he's trying to start a race war? why do we have the events of charlottesville then right it doesn't make any sense then. if if racism was as far gone as you say, and you're saying that obama brought it back when you go and see just go google go google um racist treatment about obama dudes are holding up signs like monkey see monkey do hey obama get out of the country all these incredibly racist things It's it's partially because he's black. Maybe he was a bad president. Maybe was not good. I don't know enough about the political system. All I all I all I can keep doing is researching. But to say that was just so ignorant, and I just wanted to understand why he said that. And and to me, read like like bro, like you don't get it. And I try to show him that maybe outward racism was disappearing, but racism is always there. Hell, from the way people still talk about black quarterbacks in in the NFL. I mean, it's not that you can you you can find it easily. Hell, I get called Uncle Tom all the time by black people just because the way I dress and I act. It's not just on the right. It's everywhere. I get called Uncle Tom a lot more times that I care to admit. I've been called Uncle Tom's uh, by but in at former jobs anything like that and it it happens you get used to it because i for some reason they think i perceive myself better than them they don't see the work that i put in behind to get to where i'm at and i sat there and i said them like yo that's some serious white privilege right there they he also brought up man you started on the varsity football team you had people chanting your name you went to college for a scholarship you know And he was like, I didn't have that. I'm like, bro, you were right next to me. You saw how much I worked for those both off and on the field. And just because I got those things, that means racism is dead. No, go. I mean, so, so, so besides how wrong, I believe that is. So every, oh my gosh, I'm I'm really trying not to lose my, not, not to lose my shit right now. It's just so ignorant. It's, it was shocking to me. It was so shocking to me, but it was one of those things where like, we agreed to disagree at the end and I'm going to see him later. We're going to talk to be honest with you. I'm not I'm trying to see if I can get him on the podcast so we can have this conversation for all you guys to hear. And please tell me what you think, you know, like hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Let me know what you think, because racism is something that is not going to disappear for a while soon it's it's actually something that unless we're presented with like an external threat like let's say like aliens come down like it's kind of like this thing like the watchman kind of theory so Watchmen was a comic book that came on in the 80s but they actually they recently did a movie probably about 10 years ago and in this it's a kind of alternate reality where the u.s won the vietnam war but everything's going to hell there's actually russia and america were getting ready to fire nukes at each other and um there's this celebrated group of heroes called the Watchmen, and one of them, his name is Ozymandias, and he generates a um, external threat that gets humans together so they, they could basically save the world. In the, in the comic books, it was like a giant monster that attacked New York City. In the movie, it was a, it was a nuclear explosion that was disguised as something else so basically it was like building he created an external threat so like aliens or something that that said everybody yo screw our stupid little petty differences yo we are either we are under attack by an extraterrestrial force and screw me thinking i'm better than that guy because i'm white and he's black like screw that racism bs bro there's a whole other race so basically it's, it's a I think to me it's a terrible way to do it, but it's a way to focus all of humanity's like attention on the external threat. And right after that, you start seeing like Russia and the, the rapid dis, disarmament of nukes, Russia and all these countries around the world offering aid to the U.S. to fix um, to help uh, fix what's going on in New York City. Because basically New York City is destroyed and we're talking millions of people have been killed. That's just and that's basically the end of the story that ozymandias achieves this kind of world peace thing but by doing one of the worst things imaginable and that it just kind of popped in my mind and I'm sitting there is that what's going to kind of kind of beat racism it's like an external threat or who knows maybe thousands and thousands maybe millions of years after we leave the earth or whatever we go throughout the galaxy if that's what's going to happen that we finally get to the point, I'm like, yo, this is stupid. We're just the same people. Just somebody, some people got different skin or some people have different genetic qualities or anything like that. I mean, hell, people were, people were throwing that theory, theory when I was growing up that black people had extra muscles. That's why they run so fast. Are gonna be like, you know, the selective breeding that was under, was forced on black people, especially here in America. That's why you have a LeBron James or an Aaron Donald where, Selective breeding of their ancestors because people wanted stronger, bigger slaves. So you selected breed like the strongest female slave, strongest male slave. Now you got a LeBron James, you had a Dr. J, you had a Magic Johnson, you had a Kobe Bryant, you had all these incredible athletes that kind of that come out of America. That's why the U.S. should never like you lose at least the U.S. should never lose a basketball basketball game until the end of time because that's how great athletes are eventually zion Williamson is going to be playing basketball on the same court as lebron james maybe not as a laker but on the court maybe if they're playing in the olympics or on an all-star game you're gonna sit there like jesus christ zion Williamson's six he's he's 18 19 years old he's 6'6 285 pounds that's bigger than rob gronkowski and he's more athletic But I'm 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 losing the point here. But just to see that kind of ignorance was really like frustrating. That's why I kinda wanna do a little spring cleaning, take care of all that. Just think about that. Tell me what you guys think. Hit up the voicemail, hit up, hit like you can text the phone number too. You can hit me up on social media and I'll and I'll who knows, man. You might make the pod or I'll respond to you like I did this. Uh, I got a little viewer mail that it was actually texted in from the 805 shout out out there in California, Ventura County. Shout out to the people, old stomping ground, and it was it was it was kind of enlightening. It Was actually about the alt right episode that I did about the documentary Alt Right: Age of Rage. And um, let me let me pull it up here for you guys. But it was it was basically like the start of a conversation. And it was kind of fun and interesting to hear, um, what this person said was going on at at at, uh, at his job. I'm not going to say his name. But it was really fun to get this kind of interaction going on with a with a listener, and just to kind of tell his story a little bit. So hold on, guys. So this listener out of the eight of five sent me this text on the podcast voicemail line, which went: "I just listened to your podcast on the alt right, and it really resonated with me because I was just talking to a couple of coworkers that aligned with with what the people in Charlottesville were trying to do, but didn't like the way it was executed. Just today." They were saying that it wasn't Trump that brought back racism or blatant racism, but it was Obama for allowing groups like black lives matter to start and for condoning shootings against people of color. So now we're essentially seeing the backlash of that. And that was basically what they were trying to say. It was crazy, man. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I was hearing and how much they believed it and supported these thoughts and ideas. So just kind of sitting there. Well, first of all, bro, out of the 805, thank you for listening. I mean, to be honest, that's with my podcast. That's all I'm trying to do is foster kind of conversations with people. And it's basically what I he went through the same thing that I went through with my with my friend. It's kind of crazy to think that, but Black Lives Matter kind of sprung up. I don't know. I don't know. At least to me, it always. When I really started paying attention, when when, when all those shootings were happening, and um, all these real um, pe- people of color dying in by at the hands of the police, you know, with Alton Sterling, Eric Gardner, I can't breathe, like, you know, Trayvon Martin. It's like all those people. I know Trayvon Martin wasn't part of um, the police shootings, but it was like all that kind of lumped in together, where it felt like black people. It felt like black people being hunted. So it was like every month you'd hear some shady way that a black person would die and i to always kind of had this thing and i would always worry like what if there was like a, a a white kid that gets killed by a black cop america would implode i was always so scared for that it's kind of crazy to hear it but he keeps going because i responded a little bit i just said yo how, how did you react to all this and he said i try not to lose my shit because the naivety of of some of the things that they were saying started to really frustrate me because they would immediately follow up by saying I'm not racist after they said something. That sounds like, uh, obviously I don't know these people, but it sounds like they're the kind of coworkers who say something that's low-key racist, but say, oh no, I'm not racist because I got a black friend. I hate that excuse. In what realm does that make that okay? Like, what? Like, even from the first time I heard it when I was a kid, I'm like, that makes no sense. But I digress. So he continues by saying, so I really want to try and understand where they were coming from and explain my points to them. But then my other coworker comes in and hears what they're saying and he goes off. And this is his other coworker talking. You guys are so effing racist. Stop supporting Trump's lies to hide your own hate. Turn off Fox news and actually go outside if you see how the world really works. The dude went in. Needless to say, at this point, I'm playing mediator, and at the end of it all, they were able to come to some common ground and ex- see and accept some of the things from the other person's perspective. It was a thoughtful ending because the person that said they support Trump and, and everything left everyone quiet and asking, asking how so how do we stop racism? I mean, I know it's a learned trait, but, Everyone is taught to be racist, whether it is against your own culture or someone else's. Just look at comedians and how they put down their own people for laughs. But then you say I'm wrong for having a different opinion. The dude was right, though, and nobody had anything to say to refute it. So, I mean, we were just having this casual back and forth. He was like, yeah, it was wild. It happened on the same day and I finally got it. And I just finally had a chance to listen to your alt-right episode. So I definitely felt that I needed to share it. So, I mean, we ended up talking also about our Black Conservative podcast, and he actually recommended a lot of stuff on Vice for me to watch. But to kind of see that, it started off with him obviously directly involved, him being a bystander, and finding a way to get a thoughtful resolution. That's probably one of the hardest questions we're ever going to ask is, so how do we stop racism? Because the answer seems so easy, right? Just treat people the way you want to be treated. Right. But I mean, we've seen we've literally seen kids being raised to believe that no matter what I do in life, I'm just talking about me myself as a black man, no matter what I do in life, they are better than me. I could have more money. I could have more cars. I could be I could be rolling in girls. I could be a great family man. No matter I could be the first black dude to walk on Mars. I could do whatever they want. They still believe that they're better than me. They believe that I'm genetically inferior to them. I mean, the other day, I saw this picture of this kid. <laughs> I probably talked about in the last episode about this kid who was selling uh, lemonade to help Trump build his border. I'm a kid, you're like 12 years old. You don't know anything. So either way, bro, out of the 805, thank you for sharing your story. I mean, it's crazy that it all kind of worked out. Because when I first started reading it, I was like, yo, this is about to pop off. But to be able to have a very fruitful conversation with both sides, understanding, because obviously I think the right, like it was actually something that, um, when you watch the, the vice, um, conservatives, uh, the vice discussion with cons- black conservatives and black liberals, the conservative, I believe his name was, um, Betty or I, I, I can't say, I can't remember, man. I have, I have such a bad memory sometimes, but she was just like, most conservatives want to mind their own business. You know, they don't want to end up paying for something. They don't have to, which I totally understand. But also you have the left, which is is like these really two conflicting ideologies where the left wants everything equal for everyone. And, and I think that can't be achieved either. I mean, you can just look at Kansas City alone. On the north side, and basically north, basically on the east side, north side of Troost, it's a completely different world from the west side and Ward Parkway to the northeast side of Kansas City. It's a completely different world. And that's just Kansas City. We're talking 10, 20 blocks? from each other maybe more but i mean you, you can make that drive in what 10 15 minutes and that's just completely different world in one city so it's it's this constant struggle of, of uh, at least conservatives trying to be like i'm not paying i'm not trying to pay for anything that I don't want to they even at one point in that video they talked um um one of them was like um you, we all pay these taxes for like medicaid you can take care of my sick grandma and one of the conservatives is like so i have to pay for your sick grandma why do i have to do that and another um another person a liberal was like so that when you're old your kids can take care of you too so maybe it seems like a rehash i'm trying to think maybe i'm going too far in too hard into it like that again but it's these conflicting ideologies you know and How how hard is it for just people to just sit down with each other, which is actually one of the first questions I ever asked since I started this podcast to just sit down and talk to each other. You don't have to agree. You don't have to reach consensus, but it's just talking. Because when you go to like college universities and there's a uh, there's a person on the right who's trying to speak and all they do is shut them down because you automatically presume that what he's going to say is racist or even if he does have racist things in the past, it doesn't help you to shut him, to shut to to infringe on his First Amendment rights by sh- by shouting him down. If anything, let him sound stupid by saying what he's saying. Because all you do is embolden him and then he's going to come back later and then he's going to have his own support. And now it's going to be a huge shouting match. Next you know you got, you got people fighting. Who knows? Then he turns into a riot. Now you got all these things. I really do try my best to listen to people. That's the same thing I did with my boy. I tried my best to listen to him because he 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 is saying this because this is he is obviously coming from this from something that he believes. He's taking that stance because that's something he believes, and I want to understand why he's taking that stance. So why can we do that more? Is it that hard for people? I mean, I just want, like I said, man. Thank I want to thank that bro from the 805. Stay safe out there, bro. Thank thank you for sharing your story, and I want to touch on one last thing, which is. Cardi B. Look, I just recently learned about Cardi B. I mean have I heard her have I heard her songs before on the radio? Yeah, I have heard her songs on radio, but it wasn't like I was like actively searching her out. She got she making good music right now. Also, her and Bruno Mars she just make a dual album together. They make great music together. You know, I saw this um meme that Cardi B um that Bruno Mars basically Cardi B's work husband. And I'm like, alright, I get it. They they make great music together. But, you know, it it came out that um, there was actually this old, it looked like a Snapchat where she said, yeah, I drugged uh, drugged men and robbed them. That's crazy. And that's when I started seeing posts on Facebook and Twitter like, yo, if Cardi Cardi B just admitted to saying that she used to drug men and rob them. And my immediate problem was that they were comparing it to Bill Cosby. I get it. Okay, maybe fifty percent is the same, but Bill Cox is out there raping girls. We don't even know if technically. We don't even know if this is true. It's a rap game, yeah. Uh, you already know people out here lying on themselves, like to to make themselves because boo- that's what the rap game is. But we don't even know if this is true. I, mean, I, I haven't heard of any victims coming out. But also, th- I I sit there like, if this is true, one man would want to come out and. Admit that because a lot of times, from what I've read, is that they would pay her for sex and then she'd end up drugging the dude and then she'd rob him. So, you both sides are in the wrong here, and everybody going to jail unless you it was in Vegas or something. But I it, I did sit there and see, yo, oh, if if it, if this was Offset saying this, or Future, or Lil Uzi Vert, or any black rapper, would she be? which would they begin this they begin to me it feels like they'd be getting more hate. that's just my opinion i even had this i even asked like a coworker just at work today and um she was like you can't say anything to me bad about cardi i'm like what 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 about this did she just admit it and she kind of like released a statement but she was like oh the rap game does this or that and i'm like okay then you don't think people there are always people out there trying to find your dirty skeletons all the time and actually, a lot of these people have low key records. Hell, Ti been to jail. He had like enough. He had enough ammunition in his house when he went to jail before he came back um, out of jail. Like to start, it looked like he was ready to start a war or something. That's how many uh, like how much how many guns and ammunition he had in his house when he was searched and all that stuff. And that's just one dude I can think off the top of my head. So I'm them, I'm just literally watching because the people who say that that was just her past are completely wrong. We have no idea what happened if this is true, and I'm gonna keep saying this is true because that's all it is to me. That's all I know is that it's an accusation. But if this is true, yo, she should be going to jail. Obviously, she's not. She's not going to jail for as long as Bill Cosby. She wasn't out here raping dudes. From what I from what I've read, she was never out here raping dudes. But she definitely took advantage of them. If this is true. She definitely drugged them and robbed them, if that's true. She should be going to jail. This is not something you just brush off as her past. And I and I the more and more I think about it, the more I'm like, yo, if, if Cardi B was a man, yo, we'd be all up in her ass about this. And the fact that whoever's giving her a past is just wrong. It's all cool until it happens to either somebody you care about or know about. So it's going to be very interesting to kind of see how this goes. Who knows? They could just blow over. And then he will be like, oh, yeah. Remember that one time Cardi B admitted that she used to drug and rob dudes and people would just laugh about it. And, I wondered, and I'm wonder, and i also wondering to see if, if there's anyone who will step up and say, oh, yeah, I was, I was a victim of Cardi B. Because that to me as a dude, I don't even know if, I'll, if I would admit that. that's crazy but I've been very just like hmm, like you know skeptical like snake face on this like so we just gonna let Cardi B just kind of low-key slide on this even though I do have some very vocal people on my social media who keep posting stuff about it besides the memes which are always funny the internet is undefeated but that's crazy that, that it just doesn't seem like who knows what the appropriate amount of outrage is, but it doesn't seem like she's getting enough compared to what we've seen. But also comparing it to Bill Cosby, you're just diving right into the deep end. Just cause some facts are the same. But who knows, I could be wrong. Guys, tell me what you think. My goodness man. It's been a crazy, like, week and a half with all this kind of stuff wrapping up. So, I want to do, like, a little spring cleaning line and let you guys know. I uh, I got an email for the podcast. At, it's myYCMWT at gmail.com. If you guys want to go there, you already know. Y'all can call the podcast at 805-53-YCMWT or 805-539-2698. Jesus, you, you can follow the podcast on social media or um you know like the facebook page follow follow the podcast on twitter i'm also looking to do a viewer uh, a viewer's request or a viewer mailbag or anything like that i want to do a big viewer episode so if you guys got any questions or anything like that please let me know i'm starting to compile the few that i have received since the start of the podcast i want to do like a big viewer one for either the last episode or the second last episode of the season um, thank you guys so much for listening. I don't really have anything else to talk about right now. I'm, I'm too busy trying to get some other stuff done for work. So it's like I'm just singularly focused right now. So I haven't been able to la- really look out as much. But I'm going to keep recommending documentaries to you guys. I'm going to keep doing as much as I can to um, give you guys my opinion for as long as you want it to be. Thank you guys for the love and support. Either way, guys, stay safe out there. Kiss your loved ones keep listening to cardi b because she makes good music but also look at it look at it with the slanted eye because i'm that's how i'm looking at it like i'm like mm. like yo know, this is weird like i feel real weird listening to it now because i kind of really just kind of started liking her like as an artist so who knows maybe this also works for her because she's she's never been like really um she never really tried to hide her past from people you know because we already knew she was a stripper And and now she's starting to become very famous. I know she's about to do a movie here this year with Jennifer Lopez is in it. It's actually a pretty stacked cast of people, but I can't remember the name of it. But, man, no, I need to I need to wrap up. And and, and I know I said I wasn't going to edit, but I am going to edit this because, you know, I ramble a lot this episode. So I'm going to edit it. All right, guys, stay safe out there. Follow the podcast, subscribe, like, share, review, do all that good stuff. And don't forget send your questions if you have any stories for story time I got a new one uh, coming up here pretty soon and I'm still trying to finalize the things with my partnership so I cannot wait to tell you guys um, been very lucky to kind of see this work but just you know Don our teas, crossing or whatever and I'm not making any money from this just so we can just throw it out now this is just something like a like a passion project for me uh, with some I've already had on the podcast So, either way, guys, stay safe out there. Viewer episode, looking for stuff. I'm going to say it. I'm going to keep saying it. Stay safe out there. Love you guys. Bye.